0: the whole USP of business is, adulthood doesn't need to be boring. You can inject a bit of whimsy, a bit of magic into your everyday (laughs) home decor, especially if you're a creative person, thinking about starting your own business. The main thing that I want to say, and I say that to everyone who ever asked me about it, is it's not as scary as it sounds
1: the startup student podcast the podcast for students who want to be their own boss where students and experts from across the world and i christine give you practical advice we are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life turn your idea into reality i'm your host christine let's start this episode hello hello to this week's podcast episode i'm super excited because we're kicking off a new series the life of a creative startup and here with me is alice cow hello alice thank you for being on the show
0: hello i'm very honored
1: (laughs) <laughs> Super happy to have you. Thank you very much. And Alice actually studied at a university where I used to help the students that want to start their own business, which is the Anglia Ruskin University in the UK. Um, she's a foreign, or was a foreign student there. Um, I actually did not know her when I was working there. However, if you've listened to the episodes that I was recording with Marcia, um, back in the last year, then, you know, she mentioned her a lot, uh, taking her as an example of how to really go through uni life if you want to start your own business so i thought i'm gonna grab her and try to get her on my show because um, she's super interesting she has an amazing business super talented in what she's doing and today we're talking a bit about her startup journey we're introducing her a bit more so you get to know her and um, the lessons learned maybe some achievements some challenges she went through so just an easy conversation as usual but we have four episodes planned for you but I'll talk to you about it later so Alice maybe you start by introducing a bit um, yourself and your business and what you're doing
0: awesome hello everyone (laughs) Um my name is Alice and I am currently working as a freelance illustrator. I went to Anglia Ruskin Cambridge School of Art for a BA in illustration. That's where I met um Marcia and that's when I had plans to start my um own business. And then Uh, I spent my third year in university planning that. And by the end of the third year, I attended the big pitch that Marcel ran and I got on the startup visa and I got approved for the startup visa. So I've been running my little business called Mushroom Note Studio, which is a business all about illustration and Home decor sculptures, a bit on the whimsy side, the whole USP of this is adulthood doesn't need to be boring. You can inject a bit of whimsy, a bit of magic into your everyday home <laughs> decor. And you know, there's this myth that you have to be super slick and sophisticated when you're an adult. And I've always been very jealous of children because they have such a wide range of things that makes their life magical and then i go into the other section in the home decor and i'm like uh, what's this what's this minimalism stuff that's not that's not what i want so that's where the seed of the business started and i've been running it for a year now on my startup visa here in the uk it's amazing and
1: i uh, follow you on instagram and i've checked out your <laughs> website of course and it's really um i mean <laughs> I don't even find words, it's incredible. Um, I was also showing my boyfriend, I was saying, Oh my god, you have to look at that! And he was just like, What? She was drawing this, yes, yes. He was like, oh my god, I don't know what to say. Um, so everyone, you need to check out. I make sure I'm on my uh, page, creative startup slash podcast. Uh, I will link back. Uh, to her website, but you maybe have checked her out already anyway, when we mentioned her and Marcia's episodes um, were also linked back to your website already. But um, I completely agree. I love having magic in my life. This is why I have a fluffy unicorn that's part of my company. <laughs> um, and um, I just published actually also, um, so by the time we're recording this, I just published a book that's called The Art of Weirdness, um, yeah, it's all about how to make people smile and maybe to be to inject a bit of, a little bit of magic into life, like you said, and a bit of weirdness as I call it, because weird is not um uh, i mean might have to do with me not being English, but for me, being weird uh, is not something bad <laughs> um being, for me that 's the term that i I use for being a bit different um, and being also a bit childish and not caring too much about um if you make a fool of yourself, like a lot of people might think, but you you just can be yourself and you can enjoy life a bit more, maybe through the eyes of uh, what children would see. So uh, thank you for sharing. That's super, super nice. And I completely align with that well value. <laughs> tell me a bit about um, the journey, how you got there. So you you were doing your master's and then um, you obviously have a talent. and. Why did you think you want to start your own business and, and how was the journey so far? Because usually it's not super easy. Usually people don't make money immediately. Um, I think it's a bit different for you. So tell
0: us a bit more about that. So, yeah, I wasn't doing my master's yet. I haven't done my master's yet. I was doing my BA. Yes, BA. Sorry. Yes, BA. In, um, yeah, in Cambridge, uh, Cambridge School of Art. So I was studying illustration and I've been at when I started my BA I've already done I already stayed in the UK for two years because I came over when I was 16 for A-level yeah and I had decided immediately at 16 that UK is where I want to be it's where I feel I feel more at home here than I do back at home and I've just decided that is my life mission (laughs) that I want to (laughs) stay in the UK and then I got on to the A uh, for illustration at Cambridge School of Art and it was wonderful again it was all so wonderful that it was scary for me because that's being a foreign student you always have this looming visa stress on your head at all times like the other thing there was like a moment in my life for like the last six or so years that the word visa has not been like <laughs> lodged in the back of my head somewhere yeah. so i remember in my first year of um university i uh i asked for a private meeting with my course leader and i sat him down and i talked to him about like okay how do I, what's my career post-uni? I need to figure out what my career is post to figure out what my plans are post-uni. And I was just having a whole spiel with him because I know that I need to know what I do after I finish uni. If I want to continue staying in the UK, I have to have a plan ready to go. I can't just be thinking about then. And he was really confused because normally people don't think about what they do after uni three months after uni has actually ended <laughs> so uh, i was a very peculiar case for him and then i described to him all my dilemmas and i and then um i have done some research and i saw that there's a thing called a by that uh, at that time it was called a graduate entrepreneur visa and all i knew about it is it involves starting a business And I had no inkling in my mind about how that works or anything like that, but I read through the criteria and it sounded possible. So I was like, okay, do you know anything about this graduate entrepreneur visa? And he said, no, but down the hallway there's a room and it has a sign that says startup lab. Maybe go there? Yes, very good. And I was like, okay, I'll go there. And then I went there and I think I met chris Mason, who was um uh some a person who used to work there yes. and he sort of briefed me introduced me to uh the startup lab, which I think now is called the start uh the student startup support center mm-hmm. and I remember the first like It wasn't like an immediate, yes, 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 immediately. Because I remember the first time I talked to Chris and then I went to the first meeting of what the big pitch is. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. (laughs) Because the person who was doing a presentation on what the big pitch is described it as, have you watched The Apprentice? (laughs) (laughs) and immediately my immediate reaction was no i'm very stressed right now with my student life and i do not need that extra stress in my life that sounds terrifying because yes i have seen the apprentice and i don't need that negativity in my life no yeah (laughs) yeah and also as as a art student there's like a very much like a stereotypical divide between like business and art like all the art students think, look at the business side of the school and go, mm-hmm. oh, look at those business people in yes, yes. In suits standing in front of graphs, talking about stats. And then the business people tend to look at the art people like, oh, start the starving artist myth and all that. So it was mm-hmm. like it was quite a weird way, tra- like trying to bridge that divide. And then the second year, I plucked up my courage. I was like, okay, I need to do this. We need to get over whatever this is. And then I went, so I went down to the startup lab again. And I met Imrana, who's um, uh, uh, Marcia's partner in crime. And she re-explained to me what the startup lab is in a much more not scary way. (laughs)
1: Yes, yes.
0: So she said the first Service that they can provide for me is they can give they can provide me with monthly mentoring session. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what is that? And she said, oh, that is um, every month you can there's you can book an appointment where we'll have a finance a finance expert and you can sit down with him for about half an hour to an hour and he will give you personalized infra- um, advice. And I was like, that's brilliant because you know, that, that is exactly what I need. I don't know anything about this. I need someone to tell me what this is. Someone to explain to me how I can do this mystical business thing. So that was when I first got started with the startup lab. Uh, It was James Barlow, who was my financial, my finance mentor. And then from then I built more confidence I, I start to learn what business plan is and at the same time this was at the beginning of my third year of university at that same time the third year of university is when they really start talking about professional life as my yeah. course my illustration course at Cambridge School of Art they want like their goal is to make sure that when we leave them, we leave them as working, uh, illustrators. We can actually Mm -hmm. make a living. Yeah. So that was their focus. So it was on uh, the third year of university that my main course started talking more about professional life and what it is to be a professional, professional illustrator and how we'll probably be freelancers and how freelancers are, basically just small business owners. And yes. the more that I learn, the more that I learn in my professional practice lessons in my main course, those information start to overlap with things that James and I were working on for the for a year by that point. Mm-hmm. And it was that point I realized that art there's is no mystical divide between artists and business people if you are a freelance artist, you are a business person. So that is
1: correct. That was it's uh, amazing. Thank you. Uh, yes, sorry, you wanted to say something else.
0: Uh, yeah, no, sorry. I do apologize, I tend to ramble on about these no, things. No,
1: no, no, super interesting to listen to. And I made some notes because I want to pick up on a couple of those things. But um, I think it shows nicely that what you exactly said that the business people, look at the art people and the art people look at the business people and have opinions but it's the way the world works we have that for every industry we have that for all the people we tend to put them into drawers and uh, making up our minds about them without uh, knowing what it is um, because we don't understand that maybe we all have a lot of things in common um, like you described as well okay no it's not two different things and um, I like that you also said no being a freelancer means you run your own business because it comes with the same stuff it comes with the same admin it comes with the same marketing stuff that you need to do and everything else Um, it uh, sometimes can be even a bit harder because you usually work project-based or just one of illustrations or something rather than maybe um, when you have your business and you have uh, multiple things or products to sell um, by themselves so um, uh, I like that you said that and we mentioned that also in one of the episodes with Marcia where we are talking about all these uh, definitions of what is a startup what's an entrepreneur what's a freelancer and what's the difference anyway <laughs> so I like yeah. that you put up and um uh, that uh, creative and business students should understand okay there's crossovers here and you can actually learn from each other as well um mm-hmm. it's nice that you also show okay this all was oh my god no i don't want to do this and it really depends on the white right person talking to you, you know like you said um maybe at the beginning it sounded like uh, comparing it to the apprentice which is um not it's it's a good show obviously people want to see it and stuff but it's not like it's it seems not like a pleasant experience
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a fantastically entertaining show yes but to use it as an example to sell someone an experience Mm. i don't think that's the best no especially
1: Especially, yeah Especially what especially you
0: when you're talking yeah to to like an artist' type who's already dead scared
1: yes, and especially if if it's not like this, I mean the startup lab and all the work that they're doing at this university is amazing and it's entertaining and it's it's um easy to follow and um it's it's great support so um maybe we need to tell that person don't mention that apprenticeship yeah. and um you you were always talking about you know england is the place that you want to be uh, and you felt more home than in your in home so where where yeah. you originally from maybe share that with our audience because they're like okay but where are you from <laughs> <laughs> i'm originally from vietnam ah Okay, there you go from vietnam and and you wanted to go to England because there's a lot of mushrooms
0: there, or <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah here's a here's a beautiful, fantastical backstory that I've told myself that now since i've told myself the story so many times i don't know if it's actually real, but it's a very nice story, <laughs> which is um when i was i think when I was twelve, I remember being in the car with my family mm-hmm. and at that as a 12 year old i was already full blown harry potter nerd oh. like i was already fantasizing about my hogwarts adventures so uh, i remember being in a car with my family and my mom was uh, reading the newspaper and then she came across this article and she decided to read it out loud for me and it was about the life of Vietnamese students in Cambridge University it was just talking about uh, it was just an article describing their their day-to-day life what it's like Mm -hmm. and things like that and I remember sitting in the back seat and going oh my god Hogwarts is real (laughs) (laughs) that's it I've made up my mind like that is it's done done deal like my mom has tried to question me along the lines, Are you sure that you definitely want to say Yep, no, that is the one thing in my life that I am a hundred percent sure about.
1: Oh, lovely. <laughs> that is a lovely story. And that makes me feel very old because you were saying you were 12 <laughs> when Harry Potter came out and I was over twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, mm, okay but uh, no yeah lovely and and it is uh, I mean England is a beautiful um, country I have to say I lived there obviously for 10 years and I was a lot in in Cambridge which I also really like um, and it's beautiful yeah. and you can get that Hogwarts feeling that is true uh, however,
0: Absolutely.
1: what what uh, that's interesting then so since you live there did it meet your Hogwarts expectations
0: all right, I remember when I was on the plane. It was the first time I was on the plane by myself for when I to go over to England mm-hmm. for the first time when I was sixteen and I remember being on the plane and just being really, really scared because I know that I have built this image up in my head so much. I was like, it's, there's no way it's going to live up to the height. This is just too much expectation to put on a place yeah. you've never been to. I was really, really terrified of having my beautiful image being shattered. But in reality, it, England met every expectation that I had. Like in terms of the place, the country, the people, it's absolutely wonderful. Obviously we live in very strange times at the moment. Yep. And sometimes I do feel like I'm in like a slightly um one sided relationship in which I keep telling England, I love you and then England's like, I'm not sure if I want you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but we have to keep persevering because it's, it's a love affair that I have signed up for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lovely way to put it. And there. there you go, and everything you say shines through your creativity in choosing the right words. Lovely. And any specific... Um, because, like you said, they set you up so that you um, can actually make money with your illustration. So did it um, work out? Did you basically, when you graduated and you started your startup visa... Um, did it work out that you had paying clients
0: basically from the start? So um, when I did, when I um, entered the big pitch, I got through to finals of the big pitch and obviously the finals of big pitch involved making a business plan Mm -hmm. and selling that business plan and making a financial plan and all that. And in a way now looking a year back, A lot of the things that I put in that business plan did come true. I did do a good job of it, but also a lot of things I predicted that I wanted to do was a little bit also naive on my part. Mm -hmm. So I I can explain that a little bit uh, further. So um, in my original business plan, I said that I want my primary income to be from commissions. From editorial commissions yeah. or book commissions, that's where the big bulk of my income is going to be. And then I'll have an Etsy shop in which I sell directly to the consumer. Mm-hmm. That is as that is the the smaller branch of the business. And the idea is when one is low, then the other will pick it up. When I'm low on commissions, then the Etsy sell will supplement me, and vice versa. So, knowing that, and I know that I will need a, in order to be able to start the business and have sales immediately, I know I need to build up an audience. So, after I graduated university, I have three months of summer between university finishing and my visa starting mm. to build an audience. So, I started to get very, very active on Instagram and started to be able to build an audience that likes me and my work and it's and I know that when I start being able to sell stuff they will buy so that's why I spent 3 months of the summer doing and so when I did start launching the business and I can actually start selling stuff the Etsy shop immediately had sales which I was not expecting <laughs> on the other hand it was also very naive of me to imagine that i will be having loads of big commercial editorial commissions mm. in my first year working as an illustrator mm. so that so it so the business is very is quite successful like more successful than i imagine yeah. but it's a bit of a flip because now my main source of income come from My sales directly to the consumer. Mm -hmm. And I am still working away trying to get those big permissions, especially in currently we're in COVID time. I don't know if we're still in COVID time when the podcast comes out, but hopefully right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but right now, and especially the last uh, half a year or so, um, a lot of editorial projects have been scaled down significantly and you know things have been a bit of upheaval over there so Mm. i did not expect the shop to be as to be as big a portion of the business as it is but i'm very glad that i had laid down a strong enough foundation for me being to be able to handle the demand
1: very good yeah so i think uh these are all great lessons and tips already for for our startups uh, that are listening and specifically creative startups and we have actually one episode where we're focusing on marketing yourself as a creative startup because it seems to be that um, creative startup like having magic in their life and being creative but (laughs) marketing themselves is a bit um, strange to them and they don't really want to sell because they do it for a passion um even mm-hmm. though i have to say most startups have uh, the same issue you know it's like okay no i want to help people or i want to um i just want to do my, what i'm doing because i love it so much and it, it's hard for me to sell it to people and I, everyone has mm-hmm. this um i do understand it's a bit more difficult even for creative people to put that marketing hat on and that sales hat on but we uh, like I said we have a whole episode about it is there any final things you would like to share before we wrap up this episode and uh, then uh, yeah leave you
0: to it um I guess the uh, final thing for Nada I would like to say is um if you are a student currently thinking about starting your own business or especially if you're a creative person thinking about starting your own business the main thing that i want to say and i say that to everyone who ever asked me about it is it's not as scary as it sounds it sounds really scary business people are really good at making things sound scary but (laughs) it's it's just not scary and also things are always scarier When you don't know what it's about, once you look behind the curtains, once you know exactly how it works, and once you break it, you broke it down to its components and translate it into your language, then it's just like doing anything else.
1: Yeah. Okay. Amazing. That's uh, really good, and that's uh, very motivational. And I agree. It's 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 not easy, but it's not as difficult as uh, people might think. And that's what we are here for. um, That's what I'm here for and doing all these things, doing the podcast and all the other things I'm doing to show people, okay, you just have to take it step by step. Um, Okay. Perfect. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about a bit more. Uh, We're going to talk a bit more about your journey um, that you had by um, going through the startup visa and what that was like for you and um, why you were successful with that really. And, how all that process was from a student perspective because I talked about that actually with Hayley uh, from the University of Lafro before in one of the previous episodes where we're talking about the whole process that students have to go through but she's on the university side helping students with that so it's lovely to hear that from your side so I thank you very, very much for your time today, and for recording this interesting episodes and bringing some magic into people's life. And um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to recording the next episode with you. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you very much for having me.